Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Timeless Podcast. Here, and hello, guys. It's a celebratory week. This is the first podcast being released. We're at nineteen. Woo! But you're not nineteen yet. No. Oh. Two days, my boy. Two days. Two days. Don't get ahead of yourself, Alex. My, Scat, my, you eighteen-year-old scum. <laughs> <laughs> in in two days' you time, my boy. Liver, in two days' time, my liver will be crying. Uh, yes, and so will mine. Some drinking. So will mine, probably. Uh, but welcome to the Timeless Podcast here. Uh, the only podcast you need. Not true at all, but... Uh, the the I, best how... podcast called the Timeless Podcast. The very the best internet. podcast. Because there are a few. <laughs> there are a few. <laughs> there are a few. <laughs> there are a few, but they're based on the NBC show called Timeless. Which I've never seen. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, me either, until Sh- I researched. Well, I think we should we should have timeless. Re- <laughs> yeah, we should, we should have researched the name before we made the name. Yeah, <laughs> it's alright. None of them are around anymore. We beat the competition. So. Woo! Uh, I think I think uh, I think a good name that we could do is the um, the Big Red Box Podcast. <laughs> yes, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. The Blue Spruce Podcast. Yeah, yeah, the most flammable <laughs> material. Podcast. Yeah, the most flammable podcast on the planet. <laughs> oh my God. The Blue Spruce Podcast. The Blue Spruce. Is that Blue Spruce? The most flammable material known to man. Uh, but now, how are you? What if I just oh. laid this camera down? Like, this camera, <laughs> this candle down like this. How are we? How are we? <laughs> uh yeah, I, I'm I'm good at the moment. I'm just messing around with my camera. Um, yeah, I'm 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 good. I've been um I've not been really doing a lot. I'll be honest. I've uh I've been watching a lot of live streams recently. I'm thinking about possibly streaming and live streaming some games. Ooh. I don't know. We got asked to do a Twitch. we got yeah. asked to do a live stream Q and A, but I don't think we got May. the outreach. We could do Ooh. that. I don't think we got the outreach yet. To... You don't know. I was going to say I, we could we could do we could do a live podcast with Q and A mixed in. Yeah, Ooh. I feel like that would be maybe it's be like a podcast twenty or something like that. Yeah, podcast twenty. Because we're yeah. exactly. approaching. Is it, isn't that this exact episode? Is it? I thought it Is was. It? This was podcast nineteen or eighteen. Because oh, we've got another. We've got a secret. Maybe one. podcast thirty, so that we have a bit of time to lead up and, and yeah. plan it out and stuff like that. Maybe that would be a good idea to do. Yeah, I like how we don't know the numbers of our own podcasts. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. I mean, I mean, there's so many at this point. Yeah, yeah so many. I'll tell you what, I, I, I actually listened back to um to episode seven the other day, and this was before you joined, Callum, but oh. it was the episode where Alex got real on my nerves. It was oh, the which, which of us is the Flash? And watching it back, it's super funny and it's super entertaining to listen to and just hear us both be like, "Well, what are you doing?" Like, <laughs> like, like ranting at each other about these two different shows. But I tell you, that day, oh, that was a test of our friendship. Yeah, <laughs> it was super funny. Yeah, though. it was. Like, it wasn't funny for our listeners though. I did get some worried messages. Did saying, you? <laughs> Does George hit you and stuff like this? I, I, I always say Alex. It's fine. I remember listening to that one and I was like, oh, Uh, this is the podcast I'm coming on. You don't listen to our podcast. I I listen to a few after I I, I listen to a few. And you know what? Uh, Mine and Alex's friend Jago also listens. I was speaking to him the other day and he listened to the Incredible Hulk episode because he started talking to me about stuff that he'd heard me say in the episode. He was like, oh, how did you afford that lightsaber? Or I've heard a few things about Postman Steve. And I was like, <laughs> how? <laughs> how you You're know? like, what? And I forget that like these conversations are recorded, you know? 
It's like anything yeah, it's, that it's I say strange. goes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's very odd. It's very strange. Now, I do want to echo on a day like this. I know, obviously, we're a fun podcast, but I do want to echo that, unfortunately, in the world right now, there are some horrible things going on. Yeah. So I, yeah. I do want to say to anyone that is affected or is feeling the effects, we, we, we stand by we stand by. 2020 has been rough yeah, There's been a lot of memes that have been coming out Saying like my plans and it's a really joyous picture And then it's like 2020 And it's yeah, like, and it's, it's like Dead Qui-Gon Jinn or something yeah. like that You know. I do I do want to say though Before we go back to jokes that the, We're recording this on Blackout Tuesday Yes. Our thoughts, yes. Are, to everyone, our thoughts are to everyone affected Because uh, it, it's, it's getting to a point now Well it's, it's been at this point for a while Where the double standards that happen in the world is ridiculous, really and I know is, that yeah. I know that from a podcast that that is literally hosted by three white straight males. It doesn't mean a lot for us to say this, but the double standards that we see in either the workplaces or just in communities, it's getting bloody ridiculous. Like the yeah. entire world yeah. just needs to pull up their trousers and get on with life. And I, we are because the, the planet is just one big community. Every everybody on this planet is is a steward of the planet. I believe that's something that, that I learned in the humanities. is uh, <laughs> a, a steward of the planet. We, we are gifted this planet by the cosmos, by the universe. I'm not religious at all, but we're on this planet for a reason and we need to keep it safe. And I want to preach that. Yeah, I just want to say this now before regular thing, regular thing, uh, regular things per yeah, continue. Regular but if you, if, you, if you listen to the show, and you believe that someone based on the colour of their skin or their disability or anything or their sexuality deserves less, stop listening to this show. Stop it now because we do not want you here. No. This world and people that are on it all deserve to be here and they should deserve the same rights. Hundred percent. It doesn't it doesn't matter yeah. at all. The people that are saying that all lives matter as well, that hashtag is redundant. Because that's not the point of this movement. The point of the movement is that black lives matter the exact same amount as everyone else. All lives should matter, and that and is it, the it problem. Go, yeah. it, like, like you say, it goes for every single nationality, every single religious background, every single uh, sexuality. It should just, just. Why can't we live harmon- like harmoniously with other people? Exactly. It's something about the human race which is just, just not quite right in the head. <laughs> you know, there's only a few people that, that that can see it on this planet because there are still so so many different factions of people who just don't believe in equal rights. And that's also, wrong. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. Also, as well, if you if you look at the history, those people that don't believe that black that this the, the, the you believe this 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 thing today that's going mm. on is stupid. Look at the amount of people who are people of color or different genders or different mm. sexualities that have influenced your life. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So for those of you, and there are people out there that believe that what happened, that horrible thing that happened, is just something to sweep under the rug. It's it's really not. it's not. You should you should feel bad. And for those of you, I, I say this, and I believe all three of us, all three of us, echo this. If you believe that, stop listening to the show because we don't want you here. This this podcast is about us having fun. I'm sorry that this this first eight minutes or so hasn't been. It's that been it's been a rough eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, it really has. But it has to be said because mm. days like this is when you realise people need to come together. Hundred percent, definitely. So. I want to apologise to what's happened, uh, and I just hope that you guys can listen to the show, have some fun. Because because uh, I promise you, it will get lighter. It will get lighter. <laughs> will, yeah. It, this has been a very heavy beginning, but I, I think I, I've got some some good things to say about this episode we're about to review. You know, exactly. So so, so I don't yeah, know about so you two, but <laughs> our thoughts, our thoughts, are, our thoughts are with you, and hopefully, yes. during this horrible yeah, yeah. time, 
in a, in a couple months or even by Christmas that the world will be a much better place hopefully uh, that's hopefully. all we can hope for that's all we can hope for sadly yeah. it hasn't come out that way in the past very often yeah. I mean if you look at the Spanish flu the year after was Woodstock so <laughs> so you never know so you never know anyway obviously I can't, I, I can't say what me and Callum have just done to the end of the show we've done something so, very exciting yes very exciting um but we'll announce that at the end of the show. Yeah. This week, I got, I finally got my TV. There you go. You got your TV at long last. And you know, uh, and you know what was weird? A bloke called Steve delivered it. No, he didn't. Did he not? So this was the problem. <laughs> so, I had a tracking message from from DPD mm-hmm. that morning, and I assumed that was the TV package. So then, at two o'clock, when a TNT van arrives and delivers the TV. And the D- I get a text with DPD 10 minutes later, like, your package is five stops away, get ready. And I'm like, have they just sent what? two TVs? Like, what's going on? And my mum was like, I'm having that straight in the front room, thank you very much. <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah, you do you. But no, Amazon just sent me a receipt. In oh. a massive box. It was just a piece of paper with a receipt. And I was like, I do have what, e-receipts. For the TVs? Yeah, I do have, I do have e-receipts. They, like, they sent you a massive box with a receipt Free box. <laughs> So yes, Postman Steve so strange. delivered a receipt. Oh. And they got two different Korean companies to do it. Yeah. That's really that's, weird. That sounds like a waste <laughs> of money. But no, I've... Yeah, oh. for Amazon, not for me. Oh, it's yeah, been great. True. I've got BritBox on it. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I watched a bit of Toast of London the other day. Fantastic. Really mm. wanted me to start my own beak collection. Uh, <laughs> you collect beaks? Yes, I do. What is that? Uh, what is that thing on your uh, on your ankle? Oh, it's just a tag, an electronic uh, tag. Yes, <laughs> an was, electronic does, tag. And does that blood stain over there have anything to do with this electronic tag? Yes, I I I, uh, I attempted murder. Murder? It was only attempted. Thank <laughs> 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 so you. Yeah. I love uh, And then she pops up throughout the episode. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she's mental. <laughs> I know that what you guys are on about. It was the Bruce Forsyth episode as well. Are you saying that your arch nemesis Ray Purchase <laughs> became yes. a plastic surgeon to, <laughs> to, to turn a friend, to turn a friend, friend of a friend into Bruce Forsyth? <laughs> just to, just just to, to piss, piss you off. Piss you off. And what? you know yes. what? The, yes, and you know what the funny thing is? It hasn't pissed me off that much. <laughs> <laughs> what is this TV show? It's Toast to London, mate. You also, need to watch it. Also, so also what kind of Bruce is she? Is it? Uh, is it? Uh, is it Strictly uh, or? Is it, is it Game on Brucey? Strictly Brucey? Oh, it's Game on Brucey. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, and then oh it turns out Ed shagging her, and, he's actually, and she's actually beginning to like the and idea. She, she's looking. got a single, like, coloured hand. She's got a single black hand, because, like, the what? plastic surgery didn't... It's so weird. <laughs> what <laughs> the really hell weird. is a show? Oh, this podcast has been mental so and far. It's, it's, and it has. We're only 12 minutes in. I love it when Ed's, like... Uh, don't mention any of Bruce Forsyth's things and as soon as he meets her he goes nice to see you to, to see, see you <laughs> 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 I'm sorry I was strictly 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 so good and he meets up with a journalist he's like do you think this could be one of those, if you think this could be one of those interviews where you get your get your interviewee drunk and spill the beans and then like it cuts away to the really piss <laughs> what was it what was it that he says that makes her laugh Oh, right. It's the word canal. The, the, the funny thing about the word canal is that it has the word anal in it. 
I am so lost. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh watch man, it, it's it. such a good show. You I really need to watch it. You do. I think it's on Netflix. Oh, is it on Channel Four? Or is it on Netflix? It's on Britbox. It's on Britbox. It's on Britbox. I yeah. Lovely. I need to give it a watch. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, I'd recommend watching it on Britbox though, because Netflix mm. cut it down. Oh. So yeah, how has everybody been this yeah. week? <laughs> <laughs> how are you? TV. I've been watching Kicking It. Uh, watching Kicking It. Kicking It's my childhood, man. I don't know what that is. Bobby Wasabi. Bobby Wasabi. Nice. Yeah. And all I... that. Uh, Jason Earls from Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hannah Montana. Love a bit of Hannah Montana. So you know what Hannah Montana is, but you don't know Kicking It. Yeah. Hannah Montana was around way before Kicking It. True. But yeah. we were the same age. Kicking It started in 2010. Yeah, I would have been 10 years old. Yeah, we would have been 9. I would have been 9, yeah. Most likely 9. I, I didn't really watch TV when I was younger, though. What did you do? Watch porn? Were you ahead <laughs> why, of why would... Why? Why, why? why did you do, What did you do? Read books? <laughs> what, did, did what did you do? Did watch you porn. log on to Pornhub as a 10-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Oh, I went I outside. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually I had friends back then. Friends? What is this? I know, I don't know what that is. What is this outside world you talk of? Weird. Yeah, I ain't been doing much. I've, <laughs> I've literally been like laid in bed for the last week. That sounds like the yeah, dream. She's, she's, uh, it, it was great. My back's killing me. You got a new I, lightsaber. I got. I thought I got this before uh, last week. No. Yeah. Uh, I think you showed it on the podcast. Well, no, I, I, I it, thought but... I did. Yeah, I think no, you, you did. You joined. You joined a Zoom with us after. Oh well, you which got case same, you got it the same day as my TV? Because I remember you going there. I got this package this morning. No, and I went, oh, you said it on the, the podcast too. last week. I was going to no. say I, I'm pretty sure I did it on the podcast yeah, last did. week because I it was like the 18th of May that I that I did the um, postman Steve has given his hostages back to me. <laughs> Uh, if, 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 if I didn't, if I didn't say it, I got a lightsaber last week. The 18th it's all yeah, it's over cool. two weeks. The eighteenth was two weeks ago. Yeah. You yeah. had it for two weeks. Probably. Maybe not the eighteenth. Maybe it was like the tw- maybe it was like the twentieth or something. Well, I definitely said I definitely said it last week. I'm pretty sure. Well I then, did. well then. I think you did. I remember you saying it. Ignore me then. I will. We will. Uh, but no, uh, I'm just getting ready for some birthday celebration. Yes, yes, Happy yes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. This song is a copyright. Is it it's not? not anymore. Happy no. birthday, dear Davros. Happy birthday to you. Apparently I'm Alex Sigma now. Cause I hold oh yeah, no, now. you're Alex Kingston. <laughs> You know what? I'm not even complaining. I'm not even Hell complaining. In high heels. <laughs> I'm not even complaining. <laughs> uh, you think I would, but no, I, I, I'm rather happy with that. Oh my god! But no, I mean, what, what, what have we got in the pipeline, guys? Is there anything going on? Uh, well, we got the quiz on Wednesday. The quiz is making well, a return. It w- well, it would have been done by now. Oh yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I can. I guess I can announce who we've got next for the guests then. Go on. Um, we've got Bill's foster mum doing. Uh, her name is. Her name is. Um, Don't Jennifer. I'm not remembering. Jennifer. <laughs> Quickly checks his email. <laughs> Jennifer. I'll just do that now. It's Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Um, I. <laughs> Jennifer, that's actually her name. Oh my Jennifer Hennessy. That's her name, Jennifer Hennessy. Did have to check my emails. Is it Hennessy and a drug? 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> then we got the <laughs> actress who played Kekti in in The Timeless Children, which I think might be an exclusive. I don't know. I don't know if she's done anything else in Doctor Who. But there you go. That's our two guests for next week. Um, you two guests. Two guests for next week. We've got two guests this week. We've got Benny this week. Benny! <laughs> yes! No, George, I don't, George you why are you not part of the quiz tomorrow? Why are you not part of the quiz? Join the quiz to see Benny. Benny! And Yiji. So. And, and you can compete in the my round, which you already know where his dad's doing. Yeah! Yeah, because I helped you pick them. <laughs> this pod is going to be a lot, probably a lot shorter than most. There is a bit of news which we missed is last that? week. Oh, is there news? So we call news. We got. We, it's a little bit old. It coincided with the thing that we both missed. Me and Callum. We should have really caught it on Twitter. We didn't catch it last week. So that was. What was it? So, so well, we can't say it now. We're not in the news segment. That was really. Oh. After, after, it doesn't matter. We just had like a yeah. five minute break when we were talking about social distancing. Exactly. <laughs> just put in the news bit now. Stay alert. Control the virus. Stay alert. Uh, but no, so it's time for the news. The news. It's oh, time the, for oh, the, the news. Oh, by the way, George, you've been asked to get rid of the old sound bites. Uh, our fans will need to do a new one each week. So uh, no, yeah. I want a sound bite. So George, do it. Do you want me just to, to, to do it the same toast, way or something else? Change it up. Change it up. <clears throat> okay. Says it's time for the nurse. There you go. <laughs> Emma, Emma thinks it's time for the nurse. <laughs> Thank you, Elmo. Uh, Emma, Emma killed his landlord. El- Elmo, everyone. Woo! Well done. Uh, Elmo's right, going so now. Bye bye. So bye, Elmo. Bit, enjoy. There's, there's a bit of news now. Elmo All killed right. his mum. <laughs> <laughs> so, commencing from January the twenty, uh, January twenty twenty two. Uh, Big Finish will be changing the way they do their Big Finish Oh yeah, schedules. I saw this. Okay. Uh, for more than two decades, Big Finish has been producing Doctor Who audios uh, starring Doctors such as uh, Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sebastian McCoy, Paul McGann, David Tennant and John Hurt. Uh, in recent years, they have done the monthly range uh, from 1963 to uh, from the eras of 1963 to 2017. Uh, the first 50 of which are on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, are uh, they? The original Big Finish audio diary is so. now called the Monthly mm-hmm. Adventures, represents a continuous and broken run of Doctor Who audio adventures, one every month since 1999. The range of late featuring adventures on the 5th, 6th and 7th Doctors will end with release 275. Thereafter, wow. we'll, there will be a rotation of releases with each Doctor starring in their own little box set of adventures. Oh, that's, that's quite cool. Yeah, uh, I like that idea. Chairman Jason High Ellery said, uh, one comment we often hear from our listeners is that it's very hard to find and find where to begin with Big Finish. Uh, this change will, to our release schedule will make it easier for people to start and just jump in wherever they feel. Nice. Uh, uh, and then Nick Briggs says, as well as making our ages much less confusing for Big Finish beginners, this change allows us to have more creative freedom. By freeing the 5th, 6th and 7th Doctors from the constraints of the monthly range, uh, and given them their own distinct ranges, we'll be able to introduce more surprising cast combinations, different story lengths, and more story arcs. So, guys, obviously, we haven't been the biggest Big Finish buyers, but I think this will open up more opportunities for me to maybe buy the odd set rather than go, well, I'm going to buy that one DVD, which is just a weekly story. So, is it box sets they're doing? I would assume so. Yeah. 
I think uh, this will probably get me to buy Big Finder Small depending on the price of them. Yeah, I agree. It, it, I'm... It's, I feel like it's sort of the idea having like a monthly range uh, as like a subscription base might be cool still and yeah. just like have it so that you can subscribe and have like £15 a month and you get a new audio. A bit like uh, Audible, you know? Uh, yeah. uh, that might be cool. Subscribe. But um, I, I think that having individual releases and making a bigger deal of those individual releases for each of the doctors and stuff like that might be might be quite cool you know oh by the way i just realized as well uh when i got a comment from a it was like george says and stuff like that way too often oh no i totally do it's buzzer word (laughs) it is uh, and stuff like that yeah 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 i do and definitely i'm gonna start using that now (laughs) when i'm working uh, i'll say like oh two seconds and then I'll like be off for like five minutes. <laughs> like, all right, just two seconds. And I say it every single sale. All right, roast. All right, roast. Two seconds. All right, yeah. You know me. Uh, but uh, I really like this. As I said, I think it might open up more to for me to buy big finish. But also, it's a lot easier, as they said, for beginners. I think there's a lot of, especially online, you see a bunch of people go, "Well, I can't start big finish now because it's been going on." There's yeah, been no. there's been loads of um I wouldn't call it drama on Twitter but there's been loads of comments about like uh what's it called pirating Big Finish and like there's been loads of stuff happening on Twitter about that and I think it's gotten to the people that work on Big Finish and they've been kind of tweeting about it. Of course, I was. So they should be able to. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, somebody put on a cool uh, mock-up image of something that looks like Brickbox um, with Big Finish audios, like a streaming service. I think that would work. That'd be super cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm just really excited for the future of Big Finish going forward. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but I think this is a, a great change. Yeah, yeah. I just hope they stop doing Time War stuff because I'm kind of getting sick of it. No, but I think that's the problem with them, though. They can't really add too much to the lore. Yeah. Without yeah. just plugging gaps. Yeah. That's kind of their problem. They're like, Big Finish won't have the go-ahead to change the history of Doctor Who. They can't. I mean, I, I feel like the last big thing that they did, except obviously this Time Lord Victoria stuff that's happening, yeah. um, the last big thing they really did was the uh, old Doctor's New Monsters, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That uh, was where, where, like, they had, where they had a bunch of uh, like classic Doctors battling some stuff from the modern series of... Who. I always remember uh, it was like you had... I know the monsters were Jadoon. Yeah. Was so, it Ragnos as well? No, Ragnos I think was in the second, but I owned the first Doctor. Oh. oh, he's up. This, this is what we made earlier. I'll fix the uh, it's blue PS down. Yeah, yeah. Let me get at it. Do 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 so the first the the first box set was Fifth Doctor and the Weeping Angels, mm. the Sixth Doctor and the Jadun, Seventh Doctor and the Sycorax, and then the Eighth Doctor and the Santarans. But I assume it's a character that I haven't I haven't listened to the Fifth Doctor one. I'll be honest. I want to listen to how they do the Weeping Angels. To be fair, I think mm. that would be pretty cool and interesting. I love the fact it's Davison the Weeping Angels as well because Davison's quite like a stoic Doctor, so to have something like the Weeping Angels as well. Would yeah. be really, would be really cool. 
but no, guys, uh, that's all the news and stuff. I like the problem with last week. I thought you guys complained at the short length as well. We're really sorry, but we didn't want to talk about Hulk. Oh, it was the Hulk. Can you yeah. blame us? This, I hope this week will be a bit longer for you guys. If not, we've got a little special treat coming for you later in the week anyway. Really? Yes. So, yeah. be interesting. Uh, if not, the issue is as well, when we first started the show, obviously, it was when Doctor Who was on air, so we'd have a lot of news and merch to talk about. Yeah, Now we're sort of in that grace period, and with, you know, the pandemic going on as well, there's no filming, so we can't comment on stuff. Not is it... We... I think filming's meant to start back up on stuff soon, isn't it? Yeah, They've been given the go-ahead. Nice! Yeah. You yeah. know. Uh, but, like, yeah, that's the problem right now. We're caught up in the stalemate. Uh, we, we, there's some weeks where there's just nothing. Uh, and because, obviously, it's not like we can go on the podcast, I think it's going to get a lot in, more interesting for you guys when me and George go off to university and stuff. Yeah. This will be, like, the only time where we talk. Yes. Uh, compared to, we'll be like, oh, we've just moved in. Uh, there will. I'm gonna say this now. I think. Uh, I think I've spoken to you guys about this. There will be one week where we film two podcasts in the same week. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That's just in the moving period for me and George. Cause I think yeah. I'm trying to trying to film to to mould around that. It yeah. might have to be before both of us leave. Because I'm gonna be moving would, as well. So. I would. Are you? Yeah. I'm gonna be moving into a new flat. So. Oh, isn't, we'll that old, isn't that the old flat again? Isn't it just uh, t- back no. To I've decided to not move into new accommodation this year. Okay, you're you're privately renting? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to private rent. Ah, fair dues, man. My cousin's been doing that since year one. Oh, really? He's basically, uh, he moved up, he's going to the same uni as his his girlfriend for the last couple of years they've been together. So they just decided to move in together and they've been splitting their rent. It's just easier doing that. It's easier and it's cheaper from from the uni that they're going to to just rent. It's mad. The amount I was paying for my student accommodation, renting privately is going to be cheaper. Mm. That's what a lot of people find. And it's like a much bigger space. It's not just like a tiny wee room. So you, you have like, a, you have an entire apartment. Yeah, exactly. Are you moving in with anyone? Uh, no, but is it just like, you? My girlfriend might be because she's closer to where I'm gonna be in Aberdeen. So I think she's gonna come and see me oh, every now and then. Nice. If, yeah. if, if you guys want uh, Callum's uh, address, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know my address. I was gonna say if you in wanna Aberdeen. if you wanna try to hunt us down, Callum. Abedin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alex is gonna be down there. Alex Edstone. I'm gonna be. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be. Uh, Falmouth. Like. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a, I got a DM from one of our listeners actually, uh, uh, privately on Twitter, and he was like, "Oh, if I ever see you in person, can I get an autograph?" And I was like, <laughs> you "Sure." I was, so like, nice. I was like, I was, I was like, it's, it's sort of weird. I don't, it's this, I don't. Although obviously we joke, I have I'm, I don't have any I don't find I have an ego at all. Like if, I feel I I I'm always very humbled when someone says that's really good. I, I, was gonna, I don't think I shit. believe them if someone came up to me and was like, "Oh, you're that guy from from the Timeless Podcast, right?" I'd be yeah, like, um, I'd be like, "No." What's <laughs> 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 all like walk away? I'd be like, "I think you mean uh, Big Blue Box." Um, yeah. This is this is Gary and Adam over here. You're talking chatting to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but no, I think you know. Just genuinely, I'm really happy with where the podcast is at now. Happy that uh, you know we got we got a bunch of listeners. We got people that care as well. Yeah. Uh, where they're critiquing us on the fact that our podcast is not long enough. It, uh, it's just a shame that, that Alex can't get them out on time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just move it to like the Saturday or something. Yeah, no, I think that'd be because you started I, uploading I, on Saturdays. I, anyway. I am. I am thinking of moving days eventually. To I was going to say maybe. when we are all at different places and stuff, we might have to reschedule some stuff to do yeah. with I, lesson I, I was, times. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, exactly. So we will get it up on a certain day. 
I just don't know where that day could be Friday. Mm. Plus, there's a bit of competition on Fridays anyway. So oh, bit, yeah, there is. There bit, is. It's a bit difficult, so I think I'm moving the day. The We're re- punching way above I, our weight. A, <laughs> a lot of people were like, we should do it on Friday. A lot of people were like, you did it on Fridays because Big Blue Box did it on Fridays. That was not the case. We only, yeah. uh, when, no, when we were at college, we had Wednesday. We had a half day on Tuesday and Wednesday off. So it just made sense at that time to record it on a Tuesday or Wednesday and then get it up by Friday. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, the problem was is that other podcasts would have uh, done the news thing that we did uh, or reviewed it before. We'd have basically been a week late with everything. So uh, yeah. yeah, it kind of turned out that it's way. It's nicer now, doing it doing everything in the same week. Now we sort of, now we sort of got our niche. Mm. Uh, and I think it works a lot better. I mean, the problem that I've had is that we've we've still been forced to do college work. So like yeah, right. So this is something that that I'm sure every student across the UK or every student across the world has had this problem. Basically, we were told that um, we still have to work on our final major project, which is Same. fine. Okay, which is absolutely fine. Today, both me and Alex had our our like one of our final meetings with our tutor, and we were told that everything that we did after the 26th of March is now just void. Nothing what? happened. We don't Nothing. get marked on that. We get marked on everything beforehand. Bearing what? in mind, seventy percent of students like hold back for for like most of the year and then decide to like do everything that they can to make their FMP good because that is the thing that gets marked and gets you the grade and gets you the the, the degree basically. Oh my god! So we've basically been told that we're being marked on everything else that we did lackluster for the entire year because nobody Holy puts in a hundred percent effort no, all year. No. Nobody does that. So. Yeah, we've basically been told that every single piece of work that we've been doing for the last two months during quarantine is not being marked. So you didn't have to do any of it? Yep, yep. Which means that me and Alex are done with college. <laughs> We're done with <laughs> I am so pleased I'm not that. at your college. Mm, exactly. Yeah, but also, me and George, I've still had to do a bunch of stuff for student accommodation and getting that ready. And also, I'm, I've sorted with all of that now. F- uh, finance, really? accommodation, all of that. I'm just waiting for Falmouth I've to be st- like, I've hey, got, this I've is got, exactly got, where you're living. I've got to rig up my student accommodation because they said that they wanted... They were, uh, when... Because my, my student... We uh, you may have seen this around our town, but our accommodation's owned by Unite students. Oh uh, yeah, I know them. Which, yeah, so now they've taken over where I live, and they sent me an email about two months ago saying we'll contact you soon about payment details and stuff. And I went yeah, and I realised they haven't contacted me, so I need to ring them tomorrow. They're, and like, they're not going to contact you until like August. No, they said they'll contact yeah, me they within that. Well, they said they'll contact me within a few weeks. You guys oh, start really? in September, don't you? Yeah, yeah we so, start in August. So oh, I, do so, you? Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call them I think tomorrow and just be like, yeah. is there a place I submit this? Do you want it yet? Do I? I am like... really annoyed. Just whilst we're on this topic, we've gone back to our little ranting. What did we do this week thing? <laughs> but I I'm super annoyed at how difficult it is to do everything on the next step. Tell me we, about we it. We haven't had any help from tutors or anything like that. We haven't had help from teachers like every other year group has. So yeah. us trying to meet basically story with my uh, my finance is that i did everything my dad was out on his uh on his yearly rate by 100 pounds he literally missed he literally put that no. thing in and they sent me a message i had to ring up and say hey is everything okay have i done everything right and they said on the phone they didn't even send me a letter saying i've done this wrong they did it on the phone when i called them personally because i was thinking have i done something wrong yeah. and they were like oh yeah your, your dad hasn't put the right thing in so can you send oh, us my- uh a P60. I was like, okay, uh, is, have you sent a, a letter clarifying that that's a thing that I need to do? And they were like, no. 
And they hadn't oh updated God. anything on the thing. So, so it, it took an extra, like, two, three weeks to get my finance done. So everyone knows, on the, well, most listeners know on the pod, that I am of of wheelchair-boundness. Yes. And DSA yes. is a whole new kettle of fish. Because I, 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 to do DSA, you have to get tested, and I couldn't actually get properly tested uh, because, obviously, you have to do it over the phone. But then I was like, okay, that's me done. They, they've sorted it all out. I get a thing back, and they're like, you have to contact every individual company saying you want the support. What? Just show this letter. Every so I individual? Need to, I need to email companies being like, hi, I've been enabled DSA. And that shit's terrifying. Like, I need to ring them oh and go, my God. how do I do this? What do I yeah. show them? It's like, like I've, I've had no support with uni stuff since college terminated. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So, like, as far as I'm aware, I'm still going, but I need to now figure out, are oh, my accommodation, do, uh, do you know, uh, do you want my payment details now? Or do I wait later? Like, because I, I don't want them to go and be like, oi. Because I, I don't know about you, George, but my first uh, accommodation payment is before I get there. I, yeah, I don't. I think I have to. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I, I have to put down a deposit on my. So I've got. I've got to pay like a small sum on like in, in August. But then the, the thing is, is that we don't actually get paid all of our student finance <laughs> yeah. until like early September. No, we don't get. No, so like, so like, I'm going to be moving to Cardiff, and I'll say, I'll say it, the 9th of September. Uh, but I don't get student finance till the 21st. Uh, yeah, but the problem ridiculous. is, I, 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 I'm lucky that I get. Uh, PIP uh, and that I'll probably put money back just in case because just in case I, obviously oh, 200 mm. quid in two weeks is like nothing I'll, I'll be alright I was going to uh, say I'm, I'm pretty much with the loan that I've been given I'm pretty much working on what I'm working now with a full time job after I've paid my rent and everything yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm cushy like, I'm pretty, oh, yeah. I'm pretty oh, yeah. well off me as too. a student me too me too like me too. Like my friend was like, even me on pot, like how are you gonna deal with pot noodles and stuff. And I was like, I'm gonna be on more money now than I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be on like four hundred pounds a month for yeah. food shopping and like and luxuries yeah, and heading yeah, out to yeah. the beach and stuff like that. You know, to the beach. Yeah. You mean in the clubs? Uh... And in, in the clubs, <laughs> having a drink and stuff. <laughs> in the clubs. In the clubs. Yeah, man, no problem. But no, uh... my, my accommodation was a pain in the ass as well because. For some reason, even though I'd done everything right with my accommodation, they were still sending me letters saying that, like, oh, remember to apply to your accommodation, like, now. Remember to do that. So I'm sat there thinking I've done something wrong. So yeah. I ended up having to email them and call them up and everything. And they were like, no, no, it's all fine. We'll we'll just issue you your accommodation so, so as soon I, as possible. Yeah, so so I got, I've got two phone calls to it tomorrow and be like, yeah. hi, you need my payment details. But also, because, like, why? Because the problem is as well, they made the transition over, and I'm like... Okay, so they were like, yeah, but we can't, we can't have any details because of data protection. But I was like, but I've let them have my details, so I've got, I've just got to give them again. Like, what's yeah. the point? If I'm allowing a company that no longer owns the building, to have them, why mm. would I let the company that now owns the building have them? It's like, well, just take my details, annoying. you know? I'm sorry, I need to put in here. McDonald's is now reopened. And I just saw on Snapchat that someone's got a load and I need to go today. <laughs> oh no, I'm like... <laughs> I'm McDonald's now. But yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of people were asking us as well to talk about uni life and we get there. I'm sure we will. Oh no, we totally will. Because uh, oh, we're yeah. both doing different... Well, like, we're all doing pretty separate things, right? I think I so, think yeah. you, you, and, uh, you and Alex uh, are both doing, I'm doing media-based things, right? Yeah. Whereas I'm, I'm straying towards animation and visual effects. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Should be so, fun. Yeah, that <laughs> be super fun. A lot fun. of people are still obviously worried, will we go? Uh, as as far as I'm aware at the minute, as long as there's no second peak of this rudded virus, then we'll be okay. 
Yeah, uh, I think I'm not. I'm not going to defer for a year because it would be a year of me not doing anything exactly. with my life. Yeah. and I don't want to be stood still for too long until I'm in the industry. You know. I know. What you mean. Because yeah. especially considering the fact that both me and Alex, uh, and I suppose you as well, Callum, did uh, three years at college rather than two. Yeah. So we're already pretty much a year behind everybody else, and to defer for another year on top of that, that's going to mean that I'm going to be 21 in my first year of uni, and I feel like that's going to be, yeah, yeah, slightly too old. Not that, not that I think that obviously you can just go to uni at any age, but yeah. like, but I, I just feel like I'd want to do this as young as possible so I can get those life experiences. Like worst, yeah, I know. What you mean. I believe, I believe the worst case scenario is like the first two months they said right to um, That is the worst case scenario. Because look, if this virus goes on any longer in the way it is for more than a year and a half, we're fucked anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, any, yeah, any, yeah pretty it, much. The thing is, though, it won't. We've seen in other countries that's going well. We just like, the problem is, like, guys, I know the. Well, aren't schools already open in England? Yeah, yeah. yeah schools. I, I, well, I woke up a couple like on Monday and was like, "Whoa, there are kids screaming at the school! Like that. That's crazy." It's noise. Yeah. <laughs> it's like joy <laughs> is happening. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, um, and the it's, it's such like the world's a crazy time right mm. now. Like, yeah. Like, but as I said, I don't know why I said this on pod or off pod. But if you look at the Spanish flu, next year is Woodstock. Like we we gotta have hope that we can just not. Obviously, it's gonna be a while till the economy recovers and all that stuff. But in terms of our level of what we can do. Uh, I'm not saying because some people are like there will be no vaccine. Some people believe there will be a vaccine. Yeah. I'm just saying, everyone, you should have hope. The world is not complete shithouse. Yeah, not, not quite. Callum, yet. what did you do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I was playing with the top of um, some archive, and uh, I almost dropped it when you having that serious conversation. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, it's it's. Super weird. Thinking that, like, we're all... Well, I, I don't know if you've ever lived by yourself before. Or I suppose yeah. you've done... Um, I've done have one you, year. Have you been at year, uni for a year now, yeah? Uh, so Yeah, so I went to college, but I was in student accommodation. And just brace yourself for it. Because it's going to be weird. We had, I, we had a little mishap with the fridge. Okay. <laughs> um, we also had a mishap with someone trying to cook. A uh, bit of bread with a bit of plastic on it in the microwave at half past <laughs> one in the morning. No! We, fire alarms everywhere. Fire alarms off. Oh. We had to go downstairs. It was freezing cold. This is why we I went have... back up. I didn't realise it was my fault until I was up because I was like half asleep. And then student wardens went, Oh no, you're not allowed to go in there. It's toxic. <laughs> go downstairs. We weren't allowed back up in your And you were, you were just sat, sat there in pyjamas. Like. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, it's so awkward. Oh, I, I would mates. be so screwed in that situation because I sleep in my pants. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd, I'd, I'd be okay because I, I can't sleep in anything except pyjamas. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I just don't like the feel of the covers on my skin. It's like... Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, but no, it's super. It's going to be super weird. Thing in that I'm, I'm moving out of my house away from my, my folks in, like, yeah. 12 weeks. That's the weird. Exactly. And, so weird. And the thing is, though, people are like, "Oh, it's only twelve weeks," but look how much the virus has changed in twelve weeks. That's true. true. Yeah. It's like you got to you got to imagine. Obviously, I don't think the virus is going to go away. But oh, you yeah. look at you look at places like Australia. We're sort of where they were now. As long as we just continue to do what they did when they started and didn't get a lot worse, 
we should be out of this sooner rather than later, hopefully. 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 Uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll all be back learning soon. Yes, hopefully. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. And, you know, getting drunk. Uh, getting drunk. Yes. Getting crunk on apple juice. Mate, you are such a saddo. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, it's. I th- is it time for review? Are we... Yeah, let, let's move on yeah, to the review. Get in. Enough of this pre-uni rubbish. Let's move on to this review. Review. Right, what's your, what's your uh, review jingle, George? I just realised you've got to do two jingles back to back because you've got to do this in your synopsis corner. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. But the synopsis corner pretty much stays the same. Uh, what am I going to do for this one? Hmm. Well, oh, I don't. Oh, wait, we don't have a... Okay. Mm. I don't know. I got one. Review time. <laughs> there you go. It's been the best review ever. <laughs> if anyone gets oh, that God. reference, you're in. I don't get that reference. George, you should. Because it's the best review ever. That wasn't what I was going for. Was it not? Oh, that's what went through in my head. That was a better review jingle than the one that I was was going for the Team Beach movie Best Summer Ever, but just swapped out the words. (laughs) Best Summer (laughs) with Best Review. Uh, Anyway. uh... (laughs) So, George, what are we actually reviewing this week? Oh, we're reviewing Mommy on the Orient Expressway. You almost said Ooh, it. Yes, a we ago. are. That's why. I, that's why. I Series it eight, uh, episode something. Eight. Episode eight. eight. For yeah. some reason, in my head, I thought this was series nine. I don't know why. Did yeah, you? Yeah. For some reason, I just thought yeah. it was series nine. Um. The rest of series. I'm gonna eight, say this now. Sure. I think this is one of the strongest episodes of series eight. Anyway, before we get into opinions, the writer for the story was. The Lord and Saviour Jamie Matheson Woo. was directed by Paul Wimhurst and it aired on the 11th of October 2014. Oh, damn, God, that seems so long ago. God, are we old? Uh, God, we were like 13. Yes, I was we 14 when this book went out. Yeah, it's Blimey. mad. And it now stars, I'm 20. It stars Peter Capaldi as the 12th Doctor alongside his companion Clara Oswald. 2014. Damn. Wow. So, George, before you get into opinions, wow. it's time for George Tucker's synopsis corner. George Tucker's synopsis corner! There you go. <laughs> Did it so, Take it away. the Doctor and Clara have hit rough times. Uh, basically, the Clara now... The, the Clara... The Clara now hates the Doctor. Um, uh, basically, it's like, now, nah, this will be our last trip. And the Doctor's like, all right, let's make it a good one. So they go to the Orient Express in space! bit like the titanic but it's the orient express um it was also just a little little bit of trivia this episode was hinted at in the big bang with matt smith it was he yeah. goes to the tardis oh. he's like an egyptian goddess released on the orient express in space will be right doesn't there doesn't that get a reference then, in the story yeah yeah well. so, I, so yeah it does uh, basically doesn't the 12th doctor yeah, go the 12th i've been like, I've, he's tried he's to, tried to he's like tried... bring me here before you know he called the tardis once but i was like nah uh, nah. yeah. but no, so basically, uh, the Doctor and Clara end up in this 1920s-esque Orient Express spaceship. Um, but it turns out that some weird shenanigans are afoot with a mummy on the Orient Express. Um, basically, an old lady died. You know, it's the times we live in. Um, the Basically, uh, the Doctor's all like, ah, so uh, nothing's weird. It's like an old lady died. Clara, just go to sleep. And then the Doctor starts investigating. <laughs> Meanwhile, Clara's on the phone to, to Danny Boring Pink. And he's like, all right, Clara, you, 
you're not in danger, are you? She's like, no, not at all. Uh, and then she buggers off as well. So they're both in separate sides of the Orient Express. They're both doing separate things. Anyway, turns out that uh, this mummy is just an old superstitious alien warrior uh, that, that needed to be told to surrender. Uh, and it turns out that the computer's evil, you know, HAL 3000 style. Uh, Gus, his name is. Love Gus. <laughs> Gus, there you I go. I forgot about it, yeah, Gus. Yeah, his name's Gus. Um, and basically the Doctor figures everything out. But uh, this episode sort of goes around uh, the idea of superstition. And I, I like, there's one line in this episode, just going away from the synopsis a little bit, where the expert that, that Gus brought in about the, um, the uh, what's, it, what's the mummy's name? The... Uh, the foretold. The foretold. Oh yeah, the expert they brought in about the foretold uh, explains the universe as back down on Earth. Things like this are all myth, and none of it ever happened, and it's all fake. I really like but that line. Out here among the stars, anything is possible, and that's fantastic. That's such a nice way of describing Doctor Who. Then you think. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much the synopsis. The Doctor wins in the end. But uh, this episode bases, uh, it really tests the Doctor and Clara's relationship. It, it bounds, uh, it sort of like reminds Clara of why she uh, started travelling with the Doctor in the first place, um, whilst also sort of um, being a bit, the Doctor's a bit of an ass, but isn't pretending to be, he's pretending to be an asshole. Um, so that he can save a girl without knowing that he can save a girl because Clara's a bit pissed with him. That's pretty much the synopsis. Ooh, pretty much. That's pretty much it. Um, um, I, I want, yeah, so like I say, I, I think this is actually one of the stronger episodes of Series 8. Series 8 is not my favourite series. By no, no, definitely not. By far, it's probably my least favourite series of New Who. Um, oh. Uh, and, and, you know, if we ever do an episode ranking or whatever, then then you'll see but um i'm not a big fan of this series this series was a trying point for me in my fandom of doctor who i've always been a massive fan of doctor who ever since 2005 ever since i was four um and i just this series was like the first series that i was like uh, i'm not too keen on this dynamic that that clara and the doctor have obviously having grown up now and like understanding the dynamic a little bit better and understanding the change that Clara's just had to go through with Matt Smith turning into a crusty old man uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically it, I understand it a lot more and I like the diversity between this companion love-hate relationship it almost reminded me of how uh, Tegan and the fifth doctor act when it's like she's like well you can never land at bloody Heathrow can you like <laughs> that sort of thing where she's constantly at his throat sort of like like uh, double guessing him, sort of. Yeah, I I really didn't like the dynamic between Clara and the Doctor in this one. You didn't. I or thought did? I I didn't. I, like every time she snapped at him, snapped at him, I was like, "Well, you want to leave, though, don't you?" No, no, no. I got. I'm gonna. Deter, I'm gonna. I'm gonna deter you on this one. I think the dynamic oh. between the two of them is absolutely. Fantastic. I think it's really good. In oh, this really? Too. I think it's mm -hmm. brilliant because I think Alex, Clara's agree on something. I think, Clara's bitchy wow. I think Clara's bitchy at him for the complete right reason. Yeah. I, I don't want to skip. I mean, obviously, you did the sort But right at the end, when she thinks she's just going to sacrifice poor Maisie. Mm. Oh, yeah, right, that's, that's has, granted. She has a yeah. right. No, but also, if you think about what he did in the episode previous. Yes. He killed what the was moon. The episode previous? I, I believe he killed the moon. It was kill the moon, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and he just uh, left yeah. Clara. Well, of course, you can be pissed off at him. Yeah, I can't remember. I that feel was like before or after a lot of one. the tension in this episode is based on the series itself. So to really understand this mm. episode, you need a good understanding of what this series was and what led yeah. up to however, it. However, you can still you can still enjoy it. Yeah, it, it's, it's oh, a yeah. cracking sort of like 
it, I, I'd like to say it's a it's a basic episode of Doctor Who, but that's not saying it is bad. That's saying that it's fantastic. And if somebody is going to watch an episode for the first time, I'd be and we're like, all right, well, try to try to sell me on Peter Capaldi, then I might show them like this one as the third episode. I think this is when Capaldi peaks as yes. the Doctor. I think this is his yeah. like defining moment as. Like his costume. Because and, I, like, I feel, I feel like and... if it, Capaldi in this episode, the, the twelfth Doctor in this episode, is sort of still coming to terms with his new personality and still trying yeah, to develop yeah. that sense of humour, which goes on throughout series nine and ten as well. Because um, at the end of the episode, when they're sat there on the alien beach and the Doctor's poking at the sand, and he just goes <laughs> completely stone faced, he just goes, "No, I saved you, and let everybody suffocate." Ha ha! <laughs> like starts poking <laughs> again. Really love it. Really love it. And Clara's dynamic with the Doctor in this episode. I actually really like so um, the entire part where they walk into the train and um, that was and cool. the doctor's like why how are you why are you smiling like that and she's like I was smiling and he's like no but it's a sad smile it's like you're showing two emotions at once and she's like well sorry I was smiling and she's just like really pissed off at him I, I, I like, didn't okay. like how I didn't like how they went on like every time the doctor tried to like talk about the planets and stuff. She was like the last hurrah. Yeah. No, but and, like all that kind of stuff. If, and any, I was, if like... anything, she's right in mm. that. Like they need to talk. Mm-hmm. Like that's the problem. They're they're, they're acting as the things. I did normal. like yeah. that scene as a whole, as an entire arc of a of a single shot, even. That is fantastic. Yeah. Well, the way that she starts off being like, it's the last hurrah, and the Doctor's like, well, I thought that's what you wanted. And then, like, by the end of it, he's like, can I talk about the planets now? Yeah, like, that, I did like, like that. There are some brilliant, like, comedy comedy parts from the Doctor. And it's sort of like a, 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 a humorous innocence coming from the Doctor, where he really has no idea what's going on. Because human emotions to this version of the Doctor are, are just way above his head. Yeah. And that's something that they, that they dabble with, with like, even going into series nine when he's got the cue cards in um, Under uh, the Lake. Yeah. Or is that Under the Lake? I think so. I think it yeah. is, yeah. Under, the Under the Lake. And he's like, I'm very sorry for what has happened to your family member slash friend slash pet. Sorry, that and was And Carl just looks so. at him and it's like, oh. <laughs> 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 and, and it's basically like, I, I really like the dynamic that the 12th Doctor has uh, going all the way through series eight and nine. Series 10 is still my favourite series with Peter Capaldi. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say that. I think, off, I think as well. Uh, while we're talking about the dynamic between the two I like the fact that they're considering this is our last hurrah and they're split up for most yeah, of the yeah that was interesting yeah, yeah uh, you know what I didn't uh, even notice that that's, that's a I, good point I actually prefer Clara with what was her name the um Maisie, Maisie. I liked her with Maisie a lot more than when she was with 12 because it's almost an I... interaction that we haven't seen from Clara where she's speaking to another female well yeah like, <laughs> she's speaking to another female who is at like her same level and they're literally just talking about blokes yeah like it's really interesting to see because for some reason clara has never had a a feel of humanity about her yeah because of the entire arc going through series 7b where uh clara was the impossible girl and like doing all of this stuff where where she was in, in and out of the doctor's timeline she they gave her a backstory by making her a nanny and like doing all of this stuff but i feel like they then started being like um let's give her a, a relationship and all of this stuff to make her more human but just having that single conversation with Maisie halfway through this episode made her feel more human to me than going out with Danny Pink did yeah. or doing anything like that um, yeah. but also I, I, so this is a problem with series 8 as a whole is that for some reason I feel like for some reason just immediately after series 7b 
and like and sort of she tweaks throughout the 50th anniversary clara oswald's character just completely changes she does yeah like like even even in the 50th anniversary her parents have changed have you noticed that well, like series seven B. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Tyler oh, the Doctor, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, um, her parents. There's an entire, literally an entire before thing. I think it's at the beginning of Hyde or something like that, where the Doctor's stalking. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Back ten. Yeah, it's rings back ten. Okay, where he's like in the 1970s or whatever, and he's like watching Clara's parents meet for the first time and all of that stuff. And then the moment that that year's Christmas special comes up. Completely different actors playing I her parents. Don't her mum die or something as well? Yeah, her mum died in the Auton attacks. Yeah. In 2005. Maybe so, it's a stepmum. Like, maybe, but then but then her dad is now bald. And like I, and I, a different I, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, just like the fact, I just like the fact the doctor's nude in that. Clara! Oh no, I forgot but the about only, that. The only possible... So this is going on to the bloody Christmas special of, of 2015... Or 2013, I guess. Yeah. Um, 13, yeah. It, it's, the only thing that I can guess that has happened is that when Clara jumped into the doctor's timeline, it separated her and that is now a different version of Clara or, that he's with. Or, no, no, or just Moffat's inconsistent. Or Moffat's just inconsistent. Yeah, I, I would it, just it annoys, me, it annoys me when Doctor Who make a point of, of referencing yeah. things from its past, but not keeping to its past. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, so I... Like I'm nobody knowing what a fucking Dalek is <laughs> after get, the Battle get, of Canary Wharf. I get, I get it, but for me, I, I don't <laughs> know. Maybe, maybe this is just how I, maybe this is just how I think. It, I wasn't... Well, I don't know. I think I as well this episode, <laughs> the aesthetic of the story. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love the yes. way this oh, episode 100%. looks. Yeah. I love the look of the Orient Express and then how it gets stripped so back cool. and it was a lab mm. and stuff. I really like that. I like I like it's, Clara's outfit. Did I you, like the Doctor's outfit. Did you see the guy that looked like Frankenstein? Um, not Frankenstein. Um, oh, uh, Albert I've Einstein. Seen... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the crazy hair and everything. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a, there's a bloke where, uh, right at the beginning when the Doctor's like, this is a completely <laughs> fateful recreation of the Orient Express, except it's a bit bigger. And then somebody walks past with, like, a steampunk goggle. <laughs> and he's like, well, mostly fateful. But it's, there's a little oh, nitty-gritty. By foxes. Also, yeah. um, me and Alex I loved it. I love I love. Uh, I love how bouncy cover it is. Of Don't yeah. Stop yeah. Now it's really it. good it's as well. Foxes, we get a nice little cover. It's fantastic, from isn't it? From the it's so planet. good. Oh, yeah. She's Mrs. Fit at the start, yeah. who gets killed. She's for the curse of Fenric, uh, uh, but that's really cool. I don't know, I just love the aesthetic. Oh, I like nice. how I, I like that. how you sort of. You, you, it's one of those facades where normally in Doctor Who you can pick up that it's a facade, but in this you fully believe it. Yeah, uh, you fully believe that this is just a space or it's because we've seen the space Titanic. Mm. You know, we know. Mm. Uh, I like how Jamie yeah. Matheson has used uh, previous uh, things we know about the Doctor Who universe and then just flipped on its head in the story. Uh, oh my god <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. I would love ne- it ne- Next series we're going to get Space Police Titanic <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about Are you talking about Alex Baldwin The fat control oh is actually Slavine <laughs> Sir Top and Hat <laughs> He's not the fat controller He's he's standing in for the fat controller In Magic Railroad <laughs> Oh, that would be great, wouldn't it? Oh. 
No, because because by then they changed the Fat Controller's I name. I haven't watched Top Thomas Man. the Tank Engine since I was like three years old. Because so. it's 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 it, it's a bit mean <laughs> to be calling someone the Fat Controller. Yeah, why are you? I watch it every every, every day. No, I'm joking. Oh, right, uh, okay. I don't know why I'm so knowledgeable on Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> I think it's because I have a, like a an oh 18 my month god, nephew. I love Frank Skinner. So, so yeah, I, I forgot how good he was. Um, but no, uh, Frank Skinner in this episode. Oh, Perkins is a yeah. is yeah, such no, a great my, character. My, 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 my he's so good, Perkins, and I I, really I like him even more because he turns. He's all playing up this sort of like. Like he gets the he gets like the schematics of the train and stuff. He gives them to the doctor. No, no. Yeah. Yes. But it it he did could, almost uh, feel he could like stand he up to the doctor. Had equal yeah. wits as the doctor. Maybe not in intelligence, but he had that wit. Hundred percent. Even when uh, the doctor comes out the room and he's there, like, oh, we've got uh, maps of the train, all of the information on, <laughs> yeah. on people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, it was like maybe I'm the killer or something. Very quick, maybe too quick. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I've been looking into this before. <laughs> like all of this stuff. I love, it, oh, I, like, I love it when they get Professor Morehouse. Yeah, in his yeah, and he was like, like maybe yeah, I'm the mummy. Yeah, really, really Frank Skinner in this episode. Uh, you yeah. know what? I forgot. Um, I forgot that the twelfth Doctor used the eleventh Doctor screwdriver. When he ripped it out, I was like, really? oh, I forgot about that. Hmm. Oh, was it? Yes, yeah. Uh, he uses it very cack-handedly, though, because I think that was one of Capaldi's complaints with that screwdriver, is that he couldn't hold it properly. So he'd hold it the way that okay. Chris Brackleston used to hold his. Yeah. It was sort of like, like just holding it. Rather than holding it like a screwdriver, he'd hold it flat, which is really weird. But yeah, uh, um, I, first, I actually right? sort of forgot that he. No, used second, the, he gets it in Hellbent. He gets it in Hellbent. First series, uh, or he gets the second okay. one as well. Uh, he he uses it a little bit. Oh Christ! Because yeah, he uses the right. sonic shades in the second series in the, in his yeah. second series, yeah. but at the beginning, Davros ends up with the sonic screwdriver, right? <laughs> because of the child Davros being thrown the screwdriver. Um, but we won't get Amazing. onto that no, because like... Davros has eyes. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, think, I think Frank Skinner, just fantastic. Because he was a Did big he? fan of Doctor Who as well. He... Why? He went so good. He was... Yes, he did. He did, and he actually did um, turn it I, down. Yeah, I guess. He was like, I don't, get... don't want to do it. Because he was worried that he'd uh, be on the show yeah, and it'd become work from. rather than joy. Yeah. You know, because uh, he he loved the show so much, he didn't want to spoil job, that by making example, it his day job. Uh, which I just like, just honorable, like honorable, my man. Like it's so so honorable. So honorable. Lee Mack. So I know Lee Mack's role was considerably shorter. Oh, I forgot he was in it. Yeah, and Kablam. Like I feel like Doctor Who do really well, especially in the latter. The yeah, coach when they get yeah. a guest in. Uh, yeah, they do a really Kablam. good job at making their characters feel noteworthy. Like I even remember, I don't remember Lena Mac's name in Kablam, but I remember his character. I remember mm. that he left an impact on the companions going forward. Like with Yaz wanting to, you know, take. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Give his daughter back the necklace or something like that, wasn't it? And yeah, I, I actually forgot that Frank Skinner was in this episode until he appeared. Because um, obviously the doctor's <laughs> poking around a little bit, um, and then he Frank Skinner's like, "Oi, what are you up to?" And the doctor's like, "Nothing." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, when I, when I see someone poking around a chair that a lady died in, I start getting suspicious." And he's like, it was "And when so, I see somebody I stalking a darkness around just a chair that someone off. died in, I get a bit suspicious." <laughs> like all of this stuff, really, really nice. 
it's it, it could almost be yeah. a parallel between uh, Clara and Maisie's sort of conversations that they had and battling wits with each or like having the sort of same like, almost identical character uh, like or not character but like uh, yeah, the same per- age Perkins, or, yeah. Perkins. characters from the same demographic whereas the Doctor and and, and uh, what's his name Frank Skinner's oh, yeah. character Perkins um like they sort of like yeah. were of similar ages or looked like they were similar ages of similar wit uh so that's same sort of parallels the to Clara and and Maisie and the fact like you say the fact that she's they're the doctor and Clara the story, isn't except she for that? that first and last like five ten minutes they're not even Jamie the same Matheson place the episode, like at all Clara's best story yeah she's oh uh, yeah yeah in in the so he sort of flipped the dynamic. He gave Clara a lot more screen time in his second story, and gave Capone. Yeah. Yes. So we won't get we won't get on the phone. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, was anybody else getting some pyramid of Mars <laughs> feels from that sarcophagus? I was, even though I've seen the episode no, before, no, I was thinking like, hang on, what is in there? When they is it Sutek? <laughs> it's, it's like, what is going on? It is it like turns actual... out because it's like mummy. It's kind funny to start with, but then you realise it was meant to be a containment. Can... Like <laughs> so, so can I ask a question? So the grandmother, the movement she company. That, um, <laughs> it's a good thing coffin. no one popped any of it, isn't it? No. No, no, no. So uh, Fortold. Gus, I think, bought along that coffin to have right, okay. that he could put cool. the um oh what's it, what's the name the foretold to put the foretold in when they captured him when they figured it out um yeah but, yeah i like because they sort of filmed it in a way that it seemed like when the sarcophagus opens <laughs> that's when the foretold is off doing his thing yeah. but i think it does actually literally turn out Just that the doctor i do i, I do, open I do like the fact as well I've got to give which it to which you, is uh, a, a super weird way of using the screwdriver screw yeah i was so pleased sense. when i saw that because i was like thank I, god there are li- there are little moments i love in this so like when capaldi no. has a cigarette case and oh my god so yes so good yes oh so good you know one thing that i think they missed the trick on was when the Doctor oh. had to take all of Maisie's uh, grief and everything. I would have loved to see either Contact or the old David Tennant headspace trick where he's like holding onto her and he's like, he's like, pay attention, pay attention. Because for me, him getting something oh, and being could... like, I've got a little toy TARDIS no, here. Him but however, getting something and being like, oh, I'm scanning up all of your emotions. <laughs> no, oh, however, they're all they mine now. Felt a little bit before. like, like, that, oh, there's that, a gadget that just does that, sir. The best <laughs> the world, like, the best okay. Fight yeah. So I guess I mean, because this is this is more of a test for Gus, isn't it? Like this is this isn't. I suppose. Yeah. No. Yeah, the cake is a lie. Yeah, it it gave me. I don't know if either of you have ever played the games Portal, the Portal games. It it gave yeah. So it gave me some very serious Portal vibes, in which basically the plot of Portal is that there is a robot who oh, okay. is doing conducting scientific tests on human test subjects um and it's your job to get through each one of the tests um and it's like this very like 
robotic voice, GLaDOS yeah. her name is, uh, and it's this very robotic that does sound like uh, Gus. voice coming over everything, and <laughs> it's a very sarcastic robotic voice. And it was, I was getting some Gus very was fantastic. Let's talk about Gus. Oh my god. Gus is Portal, brilliant. Like, for example, Valve, like that scene Felix when he, that, that Gus takes over and uh, the doctor works yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. When Capaldi's on the phone and he goes, get off the yeah. phone, you're thinking, well, you know, he's not going to do it. And then he just gets rid of the entire camera. I was like, damn. You see those people floating outside. Yeah. Yes. But I feel like the subtlety in Gus's voice slowly getting more and more pissed off is is so good because he's and like, he just please kicks out the whole kitchen the without even warning. And then like two words later, he's like, please like, terminate damn. the call. Like, he's ruthless. He doesn't care about terminate the call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He literally yeah. kills a bunch of people. Yeah. Well. Well, Gus. Well, Gus is because he's he's a, he's a classic robot. Yeah. He? No Gus, feelings for anything living or organic. The lock on the door. Alexa. <laughs> yes. And he he for some reason is like, uh, please no, call I'm me Gus. Like he's well, adamant that people call him Gus. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> very good. Weird. I liked him as well because of how like how how he worked in. But also, I have to say. We haven't talked about it yet. Mm. The foretold. Oh my god, so scary! I love the sixty-six oh second thing that come up on the screen, like the pre-title yes. sequence. I 60, was like, the sixty-six the seconds thing is brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's creepy, love, isn't it? I love the fact that like, yeah, I don't know what's going on mm. at the first time. So when they get rid of Mrs. Pitt, uh, you're kind of like, what's going on? And then as you go on, like more people die and die. Uh, oh, it's just, it's so such a brilliant thing. Yeah, I'd be creeped out. I'd be pretty creeped out if I was sat there eating dinner and I looked up and saw a bloke dressed as a mummy staring at me and slowly started walking towards me. You know? Yeah, it is a creepy thing, and like I feel like there's something about a, a villain that only one person can see at a time, and it's it's sort of that feeling that the Weeping Angels had for the first time, where if you look away, they're gonna get you. Whereas with this, it's like you can scream all you want, but no one's gonna be able to help. Yeah, like like they they're just gonna have to watch. I watch you scream at thin air. It's such a creepy idea because it is also toying with the idea that yeah, the first victim was an old lady and she was probably going a bit mad and senile. And Maisie actually was like, "Have you had your pills today?" Like, like all of this stuff. I do like. So yeah, it's super super odd. I really like that idea because because sometimes as well it will start and the characters don't know, but we know. And I love for the first few. That whenever we see the clock, we're like, You're like oh, oh shit, shit. So, something's gonna go down here. Um, yeah. I I felt like I liked yeah. the fact that um, they decided to delve into the cultures and mythologies of different alien races, because a lot of the time, uh, Doctor Who is very Earth based, and it's like you never really go to the past on a planet. And you never really go to the future. Uh, I'd really like an episode where they're like, that oh, the cool, present yeah. on this planet is like this. But to find out why it's like this, we need to go back to the past and see what it was like before. Uh, so I think it would be cool just to... Because obviously, going back in time on Earth, easy, because everybody knows about history. Everybody has brief understandings of Shakespeare or Vincent Van Gogh. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh, Vincent Van Gogh. Who am I, American? Uh, but no, basically... Uh, I, I love the idea of going into the culture of different planets. And it's the same thing with why I, I re, like 
the idea of the Rings of Akaten and going to like an alien market and like seeing all of these different species uh, working together and uh, like selling their goods and all of that stuff. Or the um on in turn left, the beginning of that where the, when they're on this alien planet, but it's like sort of a uh, an Eastern uh, Asian sort of style stylistic choice that they've decided to go with. Love seeing that sort of thing because it opens up the wide eyed wonder of Doctor Who. And it should about, be like, like the that. Of the um, no, yeah, really liked, really liked. Yeah. The, um, I forgot what I was talking about. I just started ranting. Yeah, the myth. I really like mythology. I like Earth mythology as well. But when they're like, but the fact that Earth mythology we know wasn't real. Like we we pretty much certain that Ojin didn't exist. Uh, but then sort of adding an alien behind that mythos just sort of doesn't ring right with me in my head. Like like they did in series nine. Um, but being able to do that with alien planets and going back to what um, yeah, Mr. Expert said, like, saying you guys, but out I here the anything way is possible. Uh, that immediately opens victims. up everything. Oh yeah, it was, it was really interesting. First. Because there was obviously, there was also the, the, the ticking time bomb in the corner, but also then you've got to yeah. realise if it keeps picking people off, you're going to slowly lose these valuable people that can yeah. out. Like, the more people that die, the more, the more, you know, the more you're going to lose. So like, the first few, yeah, okay, horrible to say but in, as the doctor's put it they're expendable like we don't need them to help us out but soon you're going to lose vital people of the group because the foretold doesn't pick randomly it has a system uh and i love i love the way it's just it's so good it? because throughout the episode you're trying to work out why is the how yeah. how does the foretold operate why is it operating how come no one else can see it who why is it attacking whoever and it's the moment when the doctor works out that it's Maisie and he's like, Clara, you got to lie to her. And that's the killer moment because mm. Maisie is a sweet, lovely lady that we see. She's a bit bit out there. It, yeah, but, but it's still a good character. But she, mm. but she has she has good intent. And I think She's that's a bit bonkers. Like, Matheson, again, is very good at making you mm. care for these characters. Like, we only met 20 minutes ago. So it's it's I don't know man it's it's so brilliant. My only complaint uh, about this story is it wraps up quite quickly. I disagree. I dis I I disagree. There's like there's no really any goodbyes towards any of the characters at the end. No, or... But there wouldn't there wouldn't I, be. I yeah. well. Have you seen, Do- have you seen think... Doctor Who? We literally two weeks two weeks two weeks ago two weeks ago. Sorry, George. But two weeks ago, we two weeks ago we watched. I, I, I feel I, I understand what you're oh, saying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. It, right at the very end, he go on. No, goes. please go ahead. Yeah. Uh, true. No, I, I, I somewhat agree with with what you've just said, Callum. Just because of the fact that it felt like uh, we yeah, sort of see like, the Doctor messing around with something. And then he's like, just a minute, just a minute, I'm going to do it in just a minute, and then the train explodes. Um, And I think it's supposed to be a sort of cliffhanger idea, and then the next shot is them on a beach, and it's like, yeah, I'm just opening that sand. But yeah, I sort of agree with with what you just said there. You've got 60 seconds. If there was an elongated ending, it would have felt like, well, now they've got all the time in the world. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So, like... I, I like the fact that it wraps up quickly. I like the fact that when it would have been Lord of the Rings style, like three, seconds, four different endings, and it's like, think, when can I go to the toilet? Yeah. That, that, like, I yeah. like how quick and uh, because the pacing in the story is brilliant. It like, is when it finished, this I'm is like, a flag. That, that must be a flag, like that sort of thing. Yeah, go for it, man. Can I can I just talk about my my favourite scene in this entire? Yes. Episode? And it's when 
it's when the doctor is in his cabin by himself laying down on the bed and he's talking he, to himself and he's literally like come on no it's it's just it's just not that kind of Tom Baker impression going on wait are you it's thinking what I'm thinking like... and he sort of like looks at himself and he's like yeah I think I am thinking what I'm thinking it's just a mummy that yeah yeah and it I I think seeing that and knowing that in in uh, Heaven Sent, he he talks about his mind palace and how whenever he's alone, he pictures himself in his TARDIS speaking to Clara. And that sort of like backs this up so well because it's the Doctor figuring things out in his head. But I can totally imagine him picturing himself in his TARDIS like at the console sort of being like, do you, do you think of what I'm thinking? I must be thinking what you're thinking. This must like be a mummy that, uh, that only the people who are about to die can see. I also love how much of an like, asshole. That sort of thing. Oh, I love how much of an asshole best the scene. Is best oh my scene. god, yes. I love it when the doctor's being eccentric. I love like, this like, 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 Oh, like, figuring like, things the, out. I like the first... Like, like, like... Yeah. Yeah, I like Like, the first one is when it's going to be... People uh, die left, right and centre and he's like, well, you're going to die, make it count! It's, uh, it's, uh, Captain Quell. Uh, it's, it's the big it's one that he the, first um, talks to, and he's like, "Isn't it the?" Like, he's like, "I want to." Oh no, so you are right. It's the uh, it's the uh, mm, professor bloke. Yeah. It's Professor Morehouse that goes first, uh, and the doctor's like, "Come on, you got to, sit to describe it." And he's like, "I want to bargain for my life." He's mm. like, "No, no, you can't be doing that." Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Just describe it. I You're gonna die. Make it count. He's like, what, you're not going to be able to save me? And he's like, well, and no, of course of, I'm not going to be able to save like, you. Uh, but when if you Parker's do this, goes, then a man just I dead. Are we not allowed to mourn? He goes, no, you're not no, allowed no, to No, you can't. It's crazy, it's good. <laughs> I just love how, no, like, no, we've got a bullet to our heads. Scary. We can't. And he's like, what? Are you, he's like, really smart. <laughs> we got really a thing. Like, I don't know what the exact word is, but he's like, you're really, really smart. You're really an arsehole. He's like, if you're lucky, you're both at the same time. Uh... Or something like that, because Parker yeah. goes, "You're really, you're really arrogant. Oh, you're arrogant. I can't tell whether you're arrogant or smart." And he's like, "Well, if you're lucky, I'm both, I'm, I'm both at the same yeah. time." Uh, so I love stuff like that. Arrogant. How do you yeah. such presence as well? Oh like, my sure. god, I love him. I love, but I've got to give credit. So do I. Oh, 100 percent. So so good. I love Capaldi's Doctor. I love it so much, and it's so weird thinking that, like, when Matt Smith left and Capaldi started I was so like against it for some reason and I it just say as well, I, love I look back at Capaldi now with as much starts fondness, quite bouncy, if not more fondness than I yeah. coming in with her cover but also Murray's quite bouncy music for the Orient Express and then the dark music you get when those six seconds mm. hit the music just changes it's it's quick it's uneasy I love the editing whoever did edit this did a phenomenal job because as a, the editing's really quick and every time you hear Capaldi go start the clock uh, it's well, it's just, it's so terrifying. Like, you're on the edge of your seat throughout the entire story. It's one of, it's one of those stories where, I don't know about you guys, but I was like, mm. after watching this one, I, I was on BBC iPlayer watching this, I was almost like, shall I just watch Flatline? I was like, I've got... <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I, I 100% uh, I was, I was so, watching I was like thinking the next man, one as well after it. I was just like <laughs> I'm like, like I'm going watch it right now like, oh, it <laughs> yeah Jamie Matheson mm. I just thought the pacing was yeah. superb superb in it uh, Gus was fantastic as well like, although yeah. we talked about how I just love the way I love oh, his Rizzi. rapport uh, with the characters because although he's AI you know there's a, there's a sinister cynicism about him yeah, I. You know, I. Well, that was one of Moffat's plans that he just binge. Who's the actor? 
Netflix. I'd love to know who uh, made Gus. It's John Sessions. It's John Sessions, mate. Who's that? You don't know who really? John Sessions is? No. From from QI. Stephen uh, Merchant. Um, no. Whose line is it anyway? Uh, so yeah, he also uh, so he's also done a few more oh, things. Oh, okay. He was in uh, he was Wilson in the Conspiracy, the Tortured Audio. Ooh. He's also played Mozart for the uh, Doctor Who main range in Big Finish. Nice. Um, but again, I don't know. I feel like Gus is one of those characters that, or if we found out more, it could ruin the illusion of Gus. Uh, but no, the foretold as well. I love the design. The design and the story is superb mm. all round. Like all the outfits. I love the fact that some of them are holograms as well. It really, it's sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It, Oh, it it it, lo- it hires it heightens the stakes because you have to worry. Yeah, yeah, hard like hologram. That means there's less people for the chopping block, but also you're like, oh, that means that there's less brains to help out. You know, uh, it's sort of interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting thinking as well that uh, this isn't the first time that Gus has done this either. Because Clara's literally looking through a bunch of records and being like, yeah, that, it "Hey, uh, it says here there are a couple of other ships that's that, that have really this similar thing happen." They kind of just no care about stuff like that, missing. though. I mean, again, Callum. Yeah, it said yeah. failed. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or also, though, Callum, I feel like, I feel like the more issues yeah. are facing. I feel again, that's probably something that Moffat had had planned for future stuff. You don't have a moment to linger. It's just boom, boom, boom. You gotta go. I I really enjoyed that. About the story, uh, no. like you said, you felt the ending was rushed. I like the fact it's rushed because it fits in with the rest. of I the think story. I just quite like when there's quieter moments, like between Maisie and Clara. It's Maisie, right? That's no, Maisie. Yeah, yes. uh, like kind of like those moments in between Capaldi and Perkins, like those kind of. Do you know what? Mm. Do you know what? I feel yeah. like mine and George's are going to be similar rather than yours, mm. Callum. Oh, yeah. Uh, but again, I, yeah, why, I was going to say, I think the, 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 the table has flipped. It kind of feels like you can breathe yeah. now. I know, quote unquote, because the, the tables have turned. Oh, uh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, it's just that, that uh, scene uh, when he's poking the sound and he uh, just, he's just like, yeah, I let him be suffocated. Ha. Is, uh, the overall story so arc, so it won't affect my number grade as such. Daddy Pink does make an appearance. Oh my god. I forgot I, I about to, this. I have, to, I, I have to say, I do feel bad for Sammy Anderson because he does seem like a lovely bloke. Oh, he's lovely. Uh, but, Danny <laughs> Pink. But no, he just comes in and he's like, alright, Clara, what are you up to? Uh, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> something skippy, I hope. Uh, <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> I feel like. I feel like if you remove it Danny is, Pink, yeah, it wouldn't it's have so, changed. Uh, it's like. Because in it, no, 100%, it wouldn't have. Because Danny Pink doesn't even no. contribute to Clara changing her opinion on the Doctor either. So you could have literally just had an entire episode and then had Danny ring at the end. Rather than yeah. him being like, like, right, have you done it yet? Just enjoy your space train and like all of that rubbish. And it, it, I feel like yeah, Danny yeah, Pink yeah. as a character is just a giant paradox anyway. Because because his his oh, yeah, great, great 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 grandson awesome I pink exists about that. even though he hasn't had any kids and he dies in a couple episodes, <laughs> like, he gets turned oh, into with a Doctor cyber Who, man. The timeline's right. a hard. No. Listen, it's just no, no, of course not. Fever dream for me, anyway. 
boy, guys, I talked about it briefly, but what do you guys think of the... F- Obviously, we talked about Callum, you said he didn't like the wraps it wrapped up. How do you feel about Capaldi defeating the Foretold? Because I thought that was so I thought it was really cool, yeah. I thought it was great, yeah. Like I say, there's one part in there that didn't quite ring true, which is the he points the the single piece of tech up and then holds it up to his head and he's like, "Oh, it's all mine now." And I just felt like I felt like they went out of their way to not put in the sonic screwdriver as much. So don't create a a single gadget which is going to to ex machina this where, entire situation um, Matt Smith even, knocks like things just, into yeah go on yeah, like, I, 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 don't, I don't feel like they can I don't think yeah, they can get exactly. to head but a woman no. doing that sort <laughs> of thing. oh yeah no 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 but like but but the entire the yeah, thing that much. Matt Smith does there is literally just contact basically he's he, or, or the the David Tennant thing like in Girl in the Fire uh, or Matt, uh, Girl in the Fireplace when he and she showed her head she, and everything, and she randomly like, shows him her new body. Well, I guess they don't really through. have time in the story because it's so quick. I guess they yeah. just. But but he's he's still Capaldi still like stands there for a little bit and goes concentrate. <laughs> he's holding this, like, basically a pistol up to this poor girl's head. But if he'd have like grabbed hold of her and gone like focus to my yeah. eyes, focus to my eyes, like, look I both, and then be like, oh, I've got everything, like that sort of thing. I think that would have worked as the doctor even, like, and having that ability already even, like, as into the his character. I think it was she a was like, well, I'll take this Siberian thing out of you, and she put her hand to his face. Yeah, yeah. No, but I feel like I again like, like the Siberian worked sort of for me thing. because the, Using Siber- the force. The Siberian went into because we all know that, that uh, the thirteenth Doctor can use the force. Because <laughs> uh, the Siberian again, I'll get off this quickly because this isn't a haunting via data podcast. We've already done it. So no, I feel like that was fine. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I feel like the build up to that as well when he calls Clara about Maisie. That two three minute build up, we were like, is the Doctor actually just going to kill yeah. a woman? That's like the uncertainty with the Dwarf Doctor, you're not sure. Yeah. But it's almost as if Clara going off on the on the rail is being like, you like, told oh, me shit. you'd save her. You can see the Doctor thinking like, maybe... Yeah. Yeah, I do like maybe the fact I that should the try to and save her. benefit each other and <laughs> you do see that benefit in the story. Yeah. Uh, although, you have a problem with Clara's story arc or whatever, yeah. you know. I love the saying. I love the saying. Oh, I love that. Hate is too strong of an emotion yeah. to waste on someone you don't like. I love that. That entire scene there, where he's like, where she's just like, I, I, I yeah, <laughs> and he's like, well, brilliant. Glad we got that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> like all of that and stuff. Again, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah. then again, I that goes well. back to I Clara obviously and we don't like Clara because of what happens this. later on and some opinions on Jenna Cole or whatever. But I have to say, in in small doses, he's actually all right. yeah. Like in the store, she isn't she. I try. I got. Small doses. Adric's great. By small doses, I mean a single part. I would take him over Jenna. Anything? Yeah. I I say Clara's still better than Rose. I didn't. I didn't grow up with Rose, did I? Well, yeah, you. Yeah, you grew up with Clara, didn't you? I did grow up with Clara. No, I suppose you didn't. You. You. But I always, I always have a fondness for Clara because I feel like she was the. But it interests me. Like obviously, growing up and learning mm. about media and how to write things, I think she's a bit too OP. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like in stories. Uh, oh I yeah. I feel yeah. I. 
I feel like in the story, it's, like, it's really good. It's like she's Even though apparently, apparently she's dead. I like the fact that we're not here. I like the fact that they kind of both have their pseudo companions. Also, I want to make reference. Did you guys notice that uh, the obviously series eight is all about Danny and soldiers and stuff? Yeah. And the fact in this one, there's a like, there's the living. Yeah, I did notice that when he said relief soldier, and I was like, wait, don't you hate soldiers? Because yeah. that that was that thing of. Oh, I don't... Because that was a running theme out of Series 8, wasn't it? Like, the shoulder, yeah. shoulder, shoulders. Well, I, th- I think... Yeah. I think that was I think that was something to do... Well, I think that arc... Well, how I interpret that arc is... The Doctor wants Clara to find someone that's right for her and he feels like someone that handles a gun is dangerous. Uh, you know, that's how I feel because we saw in episodes like some time stratagem as well that he doesn't like the fact that Martha is now mm. leading this unit patrol. Yeah. So... If but I see one I was, more I gun, like, well, I yeah. Like, I have to say the design of the foretold. Yeah, it was really creepy. Stunning. It's stunning. Like the fact. It's cracking, isn't it? Yeah. Even seeing it at the door. I love the way it moves. I love the direction. Yeah, I knew the there story. was nobody in it. Yeah. I was just like, the dragging feet and everything, where it's like not it's so quite strong. able to like. I've said that. It's so, so good. Uh, and. Yeah, mm. I, just, I, just, I love the way, like, the dragging feet. I also, I like, I like the wrap-up. I almost like the idea yeah. of having, like, an army of the dead. Like, an actual army yes. of the dead. Because, obviously, this is a soldier who was never told to surrender. And he was kept alive with tech. Uh, I think it would be really awesome to have more than one. Entire Egyptian army. That would be cool. That, that, would, would, be that really would be cool. cool. That would be... Maybe bring back <laughs> Sutek. <coughs> uh, I feel like Adam Mamoon would not enjoy that. <laughs> No. I, feel, I feel like he loves Pyramids and Mars too much. But no, like you went, like you touched on at the start of the review, George, I, I love the fact that Perkins says no. Yeah. He doesn't want any yes. part of this world. Yeah. Like, he's like, I've seen what you do, Doctor. Even even being like, he knows immediately, he's like, I'm not going to pretend to understand this machine, but I've seen that you could replace a couple of these things. It might work a bit better. And then he's like, nah, I'm not it's taking like, on that yeah. job. That job like that could change a man. Yeah. And then he's off and he tilts his hat at Clara on the way out the door. Yeah. It's great. great. I love Frank Skinner. It's a fond, it's a fond farewell. Yeah. The thing is as well, Frank Skinner knew he was going to be in Doctor Who because Frank Skinner, obviously, we all know him as the comedian, and he does, he does a yeah, that bloke from Moon He does a very, really, he does a really, really good job at doing a serious acting role. Like, yeah, you're not, he's, he's not got a role. You laugh at him, but you don't laugh at him because her. But you can tell he's enjoying yeah. it at the same time through the acting. You yeah. can tell that he's enjoying the character he's playing. Exactly. Uh, it's almost as if they were like, "Hey, Frank, do you want to play a character that's a bit like the Doctor?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, let's do that." You know, I have to say, guys, uh, we'll get into characters in a little bit, but uh, just just a sensation. I think this is one of the stronger side casts in in Doctor Who recently. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, guys. Well, well. Speaking of sidecasts, I think it's time to get into characters and uh, wrap up because we have a, quite a few reviews to listen to. I have, I have curry, curry. as well, which is downstairs uh, at the so, moment, which I'm waiting to. So eat. first of all, I feel like we'd have to give a little shout out to Jamie Hill who portrayed the foretold. I thought it was really cool, really creepy. The way, the way that he moved the really foretold great. was really good. I loved him. Professor Morehouse, I'd say, did get a few comical bits. Which one was he? He's the professor that gets killed. Oh right, yeah, he was cool. Can we get? Can we get a new expert? It was great, yeah. Uh, Mrs. Pitt, sorry, love, you get killed. I f- Gets killed yeah. in a couple I minutes, yeah. I feel like yeah. Daisy Beaumont, who played Maisie, did a great job. I, she did a great job of playing the slightly unhinged 1920s yeah. lady. I thought, really, I totally great about her. I think, has she been in a couple Agatha Christie's, by the way? I believe so. Because I think I recognise her. Yeah, I recognise her. 
because uh, I'm a big fan of some uh, murder mysteries. Uh, and then I think uh, someone who I think gives a very great performance, although it is very understated, is uh, John Sessions' Gus. Oh my god, yes. Gus! So yes. Great. He's so sarcastic, just love it. Love mm-hmm. He's so great. Yeah, I and agree. then we have uh, Captain Quell, who was uh, portrayed by David Balmer. I... He had a very nice character yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that he's like no sol- no good soldier would die with bullets in their gun and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. in his gun, yeah. Stuff like that. And I think everyone's slight favourite is per- Perkins. Oh my god, Perkins, yes. Yeah, we've, we've, oh, 100%. we've talked about him so much. But, love Perkins. Uh, I love Perkins. Uh, I, people are like, I want him to co- people want him to come back. I think he's yeah. I don't want him to come back. I think he might do good in either Big Finish or the I could novel. See, I could see... Mega Perkins novel see... about him going oh my god, yes. I feel like if they offered Frank Skinner, hey Frank, we've got this villain that you could voice and it would sound nothing like you, do you want to do it? He'd probably go, alright. Yeah, I feel like he would. Yeah. Right, yeah. Sort of toast to London. Take him to the laboratory. He could be useful. Yes! Yes! yes. Alpha Centauri. Uh, Alpha Centauri. <laughs> and then we, I was going to say we have our regulars, but this person's rarely in the episode. Simon Anderson is Danny Pink. I don't know why he's third credited, I guess, because he's series regular. No, yeah, I guess. He's alright. Danny Pink's yeah, Danny Pink, isn't it? Yeah, he's what you get. okay. Yeah, Jenna Coleman. Gets hit Jenna by a car. Col- <laughs> Jenna Coleman is Clara, one of our strongest stories. <laughs> why, why did you laugh? One guys? of our strongest stories. <laughs> he's on the phone and he gets hit by a car. <laughs> this is what it is, he gets hit by a car, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Here's what it is, he gets hit by a car. Uh, but, uh, uh, Jenna Coleman is Clara. It's, it's when it's, it's it's the Doctor Who poop when it, it when it's like uh, he gets hit by the car and Auntie Mabel picks up the phone from come outside and he's like hello dearie how it's Auntie Mabel <laughs> like all of that rubbish anyway <laughs> anyway uh, yeah Clara's all right so Clara's is the Doctor, the doctor yeah. Capaldi does a great job oh my god he's, he's one of my so favourite so Doctors good. I fucking love him he does so well does so well. Anyway, guys, this is def- this is definitely, yeah, definitely George has yeah, car- because George has curry. We have audio clips to listen to today, which is going to be really exciting. Ooh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Because Callum, I'm a bit intrigued. What is your number out of ten? Um, number out of ten, I would say seven. All right, George, please. I was going to oh. give this one an eight. Oh, I was going to go nine. Oh my god! Were you? Yeah. Woo. Woo. That is a big score. I don't. I yeah, I really. I think it shows it. that we haven't really complained about this. Like if no, you went, really. what's your problems with it? I'd probably go. I'm. I get a bit bored by this scene when Clara's on the phone. But I don't. For me, that's not two marks down. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine. Interesting. Uh, nice. I would like this one. as one of Capaldi's best stories. Huh? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do. Anyway, agree. guys, I think it's before really we great. get on to the audio clips, we did have some of you lovely listeners put your opinions on. Uh, the uh, the story on the Twitter. Twitters. So, the old twitties. So, uh, Twitter. So we'll start with uh, Joe, Joe Bowers. An enjoyable mid-season murder mystery with lots of suspense and thrills. Capaldi and Coleman are mm-hmm. great, and the guest casts are good. The foretold is excellent, scary monster, and one of the best of the best one-off designs of Mon Who. Definitely one of the better series eight episodes, an eight out of ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, cool. Then, nice. Then the second review we got, which is uh, is starts off with this is not a review and this is from Anton but this is not a review but a request you're always going to love this please can you bring back Owen Wilson oh my god oh my god that's so good I should be on the podcast full time hashtag bring back Owen Wilson oh my god 
Oh, that's actually amazing! But oh no, my th god! Those guys, <laughs> our, our friend Reese did put a uh, a tweet review, but he also did an audio review. Nice. Right. So yeah, we got a, a lovely uh, couple audio clips. Lovely. Um, I can't wait to hear them. Who shall we start with? Uh, a few of them were smaller. Essentially, uh, we got really drunk on a Zoom. Uh, and our, <laughs> friend, our good friend Beef. Was I'm like, excited to hear this. Our good friend Beef was like, you know what? You guys should do audio clips. So here we go. We are. We'll start because. <laughs> yeah. because uh, so if you allow me to audio share, come. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, I've done that. Okay, so I will start sharing. Should be able to now. We'll start with Reese, considering he did a Twitter one. Yeah. Uh, so this is Reese Jenkins with his review of Mummy on the Orient Express. Okay, so Mummy on the on the Orient Express. It's an okay story. Capaldi's acting shines completely through it. Amazing performance. Clara's even pretty good in it. Uh, Frank Skinner is really good as Perkins. I liked his addition to the episode. The foretold is the design of it is really cool. The mummy design, and yeah, I'd give it probably give it a seven point five out of ten. Ooh, nobody else has given it a nine yet, Alex. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> right, 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 this, this is a really, really, really short one by a good friend, Macaulay. So I've not really seen uh, Mummy on the Express since the broadcast, to be honest, but the best thing that has come out of that is probably Foxes with their cover of Don't Stop Now. And that's all you need to know from that story. That's all you need to know. <laughs> that's all you need to know. I, is that all of the audio reviews? That, no, no, mate, there's six. There's what? What? Six? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god. From? This next one is Owen Lockhurst, better known as Who Shot Owen. Oh my god, Owen. Owen. So, uh, Mummy on, on the Orient Express, I really love as a story. Um, it has a lot of built-up tension to it. Um, I think that uh, the, I mean Capaldi is great uh, in, in the whole thing, but uh, yeah, still not a fan of Clara, even though her costume is great. I would give it uh, nine. He said nine at the end of that. A nine. Oh. There you go. Wow. You got a nine. So I got a nine. You got a nine. So far, all three of them have agreed with us, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next... <laughs> he agreed with one of us. This next one is Aaron. Uh, the Mummy and the Orient Express is actually my joint favourite Peter Capaldi episode, along with Time Heist. Um, I'm not ashamed to say that when his casting got announced, I was not over Matt Smith, so I wasn't completely thrilled at the idea but with those two episodes it was very much a a turning curve for me to like his doctor i like the whole setting of it being a confined space and they have to solve the problem to get out of it um and just the visuals of the whole uh the whole carriage the art nouveau the the way that the mummy looks is just it's probably one of the best visually looking new who episodes that we've had um and I like that Frank Skinner got to be in it because I know that he's a massive fan, apart from the little heartbreaking end when he has to say no. Um, but yeah, no, I, I genuinely, I would give that a 10 out of 10, easily. Wow. 10 out of 10. Wow. I, I've, I said this last time, but we have the best fan base. Yeah, they just, they, because we have no, we haven't listened to these yet. I mean, I was there, so I have. Yeah, you, you were there, but... <laughs> Me, me and Callum have not listened to these at all. I've listened to and a couple. Every single one, I haven't listened to these at all. Mm, uh, yes. And every single one has either 
mirrored or added to what we've said already. Yes. I, yeah. it, it, it's it's genuinely impressive how just on the same <laughs> wavelength. On the same wavelength, everybody is on this community. It's fantastic. Yes. Okay. Next up, we have the beef. Oh. Yes. The thing about Mommy on the Orient Express is that it is a really drawn out breakup. There's the awkward moments between the Doctor and Clara that say, this is the thing that could have happened. This is the thing that should have happened. They're looking at things that they've done or aspects. They play off each other like a couple who've been together for a long time. Um, what's great about this episode, it does, it plays off a time perspective. Um, everything is time pressured. So when Gus kicks in, everything is on the clock. And that keeps the momentum, keeps the time of the episode going. What I would say isn't great is the Dowager's daughter, to be honest with you. She just feels like a blank slate, to be honest with you. Everything else is good because you have the ticket inspector who has a past, has history. Everyone has their own baggage that they bring to this episode. Be it the Doctor with Clara, Clara and the Doctor. You have the inspector of the train. That's great. I'd love more exposition as into where Gus came from, but everyone has their own baggage to take from from this. And it really is actually a 9 out of 10 episode for me. I'd love to see more of Gus and find out where this came from. So that's for me and the Beef Jury. It's a 9 out of 10. So Beef there, uh, touching on the relationship between the the Doctor and Clara in a, very, in a way that we didn't. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, pairing it to a to a couple who have been together for a while and like a long breakup story. Yes. I really like that. I do have I to really say like as well, idea. I forgot. Uh, while I'm here, he didn't ask me to do this, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, Aaron, who was there before, runs a great page on the interwebs called Friends of Ace. There will be yes. a link in the description. Uh, it's an LGBTQ plus uh, page and he does everything all week. This week is Charlie from Class Week. Uh, I do recommend giving that a follow if either of you two don't. I believe you do, Callum, for sure. I do. George, do you follow Friends of Ace? Um, I don't yet, but I will. Go follow Friends of Ace because they're doing some amazing stuff and uh, it's going to be all good. Right, the last one is from our good friend Down Under. Oi. It's Kieran Hyman. Hi, Kieran here. Talking about Mummy on the Orient Express. The episode from Series 8. Good episode. Probably the best of Series 8, I would say. Mainly because it has that old lady from The Curse of Fenric. Who knows what girls who go on the Orient Express have in mind. She was also in uh, that Sill spin-off recently, which was good. It's a good film, worth keeping. Certainly a film I would keep and not yeet. Uh Uh, She dies in the first two minutes, though, so... The, the whole thing sort of goes downhill a bit after that. Uh, the costumes in this are pretty good. Uh, it has a Queen song in it as well, this program, with foxes. Foxes, the singer, foxes. Plural. Funny name for one person. Uh, although all the long shots in this are a body double because she was unavailable for filming with everyone else, so there were two, two, two foxes. Yeah, makes sense. I don't know, we don't have foxes... 
in Australia. Frank Skinner was good, though. Uh, I'd never heard of him before. He was in The Five-ish Doctors. We don't have Frank Skinner in Australia either. Although The Mummy came to Australia during the, the Doctor Who Symphonic Spectacular of 2015, which was recent in my imagination. And the whole thing ends on a nice little scene in a beach, on a beach. Aaron's probably been there. Aaron's been everywhere. And then it has that other smaller scene at the end where Doctor Who and his friend Clara go off and, and continue their adventures. After Clara tells some lie about her boyfriend, Danny Pink. God rest his soul. His repurposed cybernetic soul. Dead now. Anyway, 10 out of 10. Hooray. Oh my god, this guy. <laughs> oh. Okay, I... That was the best review we've ever yeah, had. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try and the get, best. I'll try and uh, oh haggle people for more audio clips. That is my sense of humour, right there. <laughs> uh, He's dead now. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> get so no, really I love it. Thank you. To, oh, that was to, actually to, great. To my friends there that did that on a drunken Zoom. Kieran actually any, did his. Any more that we can get, like for next week, for the week after, keep on sending them in. Yeah, keep on great. sending them in. Yeah, send in the Getting audio. to hear obviously, your voices we, is we, fantastic. We, obviously, we love if you guys just want to write on the Twitter page. But obviously, the, yeah, of course. the audio clips are Just get in contact with us already. Yeah. yeah. Come on, leave a comment. Yes, exactly. So, uh, no, thank Subscribe. You, thank you all. <laughs> yeah. now, we, now, Punch that like button. No, we're not going anywhere just yet. We're not going anywhere just yet. <laughs> Because oh yeah, we've got an announcement. An announcement coming this Monday, and I will get it out for Monday. Oh, you know what? I was like, what? what? This is a what? what is this? Uh, <laughs> I was like, what's going on? We have you weren't a part of this. I was on, mad. Literally on the same day. So normally we record the podcast at about half two, three o'clock. It's now almost yeah. six. So I'm oh getting god, very, yeah, I'm getting and I'm hungry. I'm getting very hungry too. Um, Me too. But we uh, actually had a lovely interview with Blair Mowat, the composer of Class and the Torture of Big Finish Audios. Uh, which yeah. is we coming out. It was just me and Callum. George was busy, uh, so that's going to be coming out on Monday. And then, Callum, this is easy. What are we reviewing yeah. next week? Oh, we're going to review Iron Man Two. Yes. Going to continue with nice. our Marvel Marathon. I am looking forward to this one. Yes. So Iron Man Two is one of my favourite Marvel Because it's actually on film. Disney Plus. Yes, it's just easy for us to get to, and I don't have to spend money on YouTube. Uh, hopefully, because I refuse than I am. to own Incredible. Uh, but no, before we go, uh, plug stuff. What's going on? Did in you just week? say hopefully better than Iron Man? I said, oh, Hulk. I meant Hulk. You definitely said Iron Man. Though. I meant, I meant, I meant, I meant Hulk. It's definitely better than Iron Man. Sharp. <laughs> I Iron Man the highest grade, but I like it the least. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll go and follow the quiz, the Doctor Who virtual yeah. quiz at the Doctor Who PU one, and also go and follow me at Callum MacArthur underscore on Twitter. Go ahead and uh, and follow me on Twitter if you want uh, uh, at Untempered Prod because I prod untempered things. How's that production Pro-pro. thing coming along that you teased? Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna post my final results. Basically, I don't. Re- I've realised I don't really have the patience for deepfakes, and my computer graphics card isn't too great. So I'm going to post what I managed to get out of it, which was about uh, about a day's worth of training this AI um, on doing on doing what it was that I was doing, um, and I'll post that to my YouTube channel, Untempered Productions. That's a oh. shuns on the end of Untempered Prod, um, uh, and you'll be able to see that. I'm also thinking about uploading. Uh, 
a couple new videos because uh, I want to get back into uploading regularly uh, during summer, just as something to do, keep me busy. Awesome. Well, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at AlexKing underscore Dom. You can follow the podcast now, stop. Go on. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at the, the Timeless Prod. Uh, pod, not prod. Because we, That's I was going to say, because we prod untimeless things. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there is, there is a rewatch going on, I believe. And last time, that's great. I'll be next week. Alex's mic will be better because I will have fixed it. Yeah, George. Uh, George. I'm uh, gonna reach in from his yeah, back window. So, so this, this week, no uh, euphemism. This week, I've been, unfortunately, this is this is a legitimate thing, guys. I legitimately have a problem. So George will be bringing over the groceries, and I might just get him to fix the oh, fix the stand. Um, <laughs> But no, hopefully my mic won't be my hand anymore. But no, if you followed the podcast on Twitter, last week I did the rewatch, the New Earth rewatch, uh, via the Twitter. I'll be doing the same for Warden Up in Time when we got to the So I'll be, you can follow the, uh, the podcast Twitter there. There'll be, a, there'll be a tweet up for Iron Man. I'll try and get some of my mates again to do the audio clips. For you guys that listen to me, most of you I have on Messenger, because you message me on or whatever. Oh. I'm, letting, I'm letting them be idiotic. I'm just, just continuing on. <laughs> What's happening? I, I, <laughs> I said something and then we just went... Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. No, if you guys want to just uh, oh. send me a message with the audio clip, we'll be sure to play them instead. Uh, oh, obviously, we'd have a good treat. We'd have a good mix, but I think we, we have to say we did enjoy the audio clips there, so I'll try and get a few people to, to, to do another one, because that was genuinely hilarious. Yeah. But until next time, guys, <laughs> next week, uh, me and Callum will see you on Monday for a review of, with, with yeah. Blair Mowat. With an interview oh. with Blair Mowat, sorry. Uh, and these five-year-olds will hopefully come up by next week. <laughs> Uh, I, ho- I hope that in the pod you hear the joke slightly. I hope you do. Because yeah. that's exactly the re- It's oh such a God. stupid joke. <laughs> it's yeah, such yeah. a that's stupid so euphemism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, guys, anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good week, and hopefully it's a lot better than this I'm week. I'm going to go eat some curry. <laughs> see you guys later. Bye bye, everyone. <laughs>